It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. South Carolina's football team is going to have to steal a couple wins if they want to make it back to the postseason in 2024. And I think that the LSU game is the one that they can most likely steal. You are Locked On Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome back to the Locked On Gamecocks Podcast. I'm Andrew Lyon, the host of this podcast, and you can find my written work, as always, over on Gamecock Digest on Fan Nation. Thank you all so much for making the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast your first listen or watch for your team here today. We are free and available both on YouTube and wherever you get your audio podcasts daily. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more as new customers can join today and get $150 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. South Carolina likely has four guaranteed wins on their schedule in 2024, but Shane Beamer and the football team are going to have to steal, quote-unquote, a couple of wins if they want to make it back to the postseason. So we're going to talk about the three games that they're most likely to steal on today's show, and later on the show, we'll talk about a couple of realistic options for South Carolina's now vacant wide receiver coaching position in light of James Coley departing for the Georgia Bulldogs. All of that on today's Locked On Gamecocks. Now, starting off with the games that South Carolina can most likely steal in 2024, the LSU Tigers, in my opinion, top the list. Now, I want to make it clear, first of all, when I say steal, I'm talking about in the eyes of the national media. Basically, a game that South Carolina could win that maybe on paper they're not supposed to win. So for me, when we look at games that sort of fall into that criteria, the game that South Carolina could steal more than likely is the LSU game that they play in week three on September 14th. So why could they steal a win here against the Tigers? Well, I just mentioned the first reason. This game is going to take place very early on in the season. And as we have seen time and time again throughout the past few years in college football, these early season matchups can cause a game between two teams where one is maybe a bit more outmatched versus a superior team in LSU to be a lot more intriguing. South Carolina gets LSU in their home stadium for the first time since 2008. It has been over a decade since the Tigers have had to leave the bayou and come to Columbia to play South Carolina. So, this game falling early on the schedule is the first reason. Now, the next reason is this. The returning production for both of these football teams is about dead even. According to ESPN's Bill Connolly, both South Carolina and LSU returned 63% of their total production from this past fall. And it evens out pretty well when you match up each team's offense against the other team's defense. South Carolina's offense returns 52% of its production from last season. 
They're going against an LSU defensive unit that returns 71% of their production from 2023. On the flip side, South Carolina's defense returns 74% of their production from this past fall. And LSU's offense only returns 55% of their production from this past season. And that leads me into the final main reason why I think that the game against LSU is the game that South Carolina is most likely to steal in 2024. And that is the amount of newness and inexperience that the Tigers offense possesses from both a playing and coaching standpoint. Let's start off with the firepower that the Tigers are losing from the 2023 season. LSU will not have Heisman Trophy winning quarterback Jaden Daniels. Obviously, that is already a big blow, but that's just the beginning. They also lost their top running back in Logan Diggs from this past season, along with their top two wide receivers in Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas Jr. And by the way, these two receivers, uh, both of them, could have probably made the case to be a number one caliber wideout for any SEC team in 2023 because their combined stat line was 157 receptions for 2,746 receiving yards and a ridiculously eye-popping 31 receiving touchdowns. So basically, you're overhauling all of your skill positions if you're Brian Kelly and the LSU Tigers. Oh, by the way, the Tigers also lost their offensive coordinator and play caller in Mike Denbrock. Their new play caller is, I believe, quarterback coach Joe Sloan. He has never been a play caller at the Power 5 level, and he's getting his first true shot in the SEC. Certainly going to be difficult, at least it's going to be a challenge for him, I believe, in his first year, especially in the first few weeks of the season, as he tries to figure out what he has in terms of his personnel on offense. Quarterback Garrett Nussmeyer, he is another talking point that I want to bring up real quickly. I'm not going to deny, Garrett Nussmeyer, he absolutely is talented. He has displayed it time and time again for LSU, mainly in mop-up duty, but he has also shown it in a couple of starts throughout his career down there in Baton Rouge. However, here's the important caveat here with this game for the Tigers. Garrett Nussmeyer has never started in a true road game. When the Tigers go to Columbia in week three in the 2024 season, it'll be the first time ever that he will be playing in front of a true hostile road environment. And if it's a night game on top of that, well, Gamecock fans, I know for sure, are going to make it even more imposing for the very green quarterback as far as his starting experience is concerned. So, in terms of the ingredients you need to steal or, say, upset an opponent that most people will say is better than you, South Carolina has all of them, in my opinion, when it comes to this LSU game. Because the game will take place early on in the season. Both teams are about dead even in terms of the production, the guys they're bringing back from last season. And LSU... They are overhauling so much offensively that even in the era of the transfer portal, I don't think that they can make up for all those losses in just one offseason. So, 
This game is absolutely a game that South Carolina can steal when the 2024 season rolls around. But what are the other two games that the Gamecocks could steal on this schedule? We'll dive into those two games in just a couple moments right here on Locked on Gamecocks. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel as new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150, again, if your bet wins. The NBA has several player awards that they delve out at the end of the season, and one of them is the Most Improved Player Award, and it seems to be a two-player race for this award right now between the Philadelphia 76ers, Tyrese Maxey, and Chicago Bulls guard Kobe White. Tyrese Maxey's odds are set at minus 270. Kobe White's odds are set at plus 470. Tyrese Maxey has seen about a plus five-point differential in his season average from 2022 to 2023, while Kobe White has seen a plus 10-point average from 2022 to 2023. So White has improved by far the most but yet, Maxi is the favorite, so this might be an interesting one to keep an eye on over the next few weeks as the regular season begins to wind down. If you want to check out that prop bet or maybe any of the other specialty bets that FanDuel offers, just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and shoot your shot with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NBA. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Welcome back to this Tuesday edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your South Carolina Gamecocks every single day. And as always, a big thank you to each and every one of you everydayers who make the Locked On Gamecocks podcast your daily choice for South Carolina Gamecock sports coverage. Now, besides their game against LSU, there are two other games that Shane Beamer and the South Carolina Gamecocks could quote-unquote steal in 2024. The next game that I'll bring up here is against the Ole Miss Rebels in week six on October the 5th. I've got three different reasons that I've listed for why I have the Ole Miss Rebels listed here in this grouping. Firstly, South Carolina will have extra time to prepare for this game as their bye week falls in week five, the week before they play the Rebels. And Shane Beamer, although this record took a hit in 2023, he has been very successful when he has been allotted extra time to prepare for an opponent. As a matter of fact, Shane Beamer is 6-3 and three when he has more than seven days to prepare for a football game. So yes, last year, it didn't go so hot in that facet, but more often than not, Shane Beamer and his staff takes full advantage of the extra time that they're given for these kind of games. That is something to keep in mind here. Another thing that you should pay attention to when this game rolls around. Ole Miss starting quarterback Jackson Dart. He has done a great job over there in Oxford, and I certainly think he is an all-SEC caliber quarterback in Lane Kiffin's offense. But... 
Jackson Dart isn't a great quarterback on the road. And admittedly, most quarterbacks aren't. But some of the stats really do take a nosedive for Jackson Dart here. In 10 career road games with the Ole Miss Rebels, that includes both SEC games and non-SEC games, Jackson Dart is completing only 61.7% of his passes for an average of 261.8 passing yards per game, and he has a touchdown-to-interception ratio of 1.56. So, every one and a half touchdowns that he throws, even though you can't possibly do that in a football game, he is turning over the football. That is something that if you're a South Carolina fan, with all of the experience and some of the star power that you have coming back on the defensive side of the ball, that could play a role here in this matchup, especially when you compound the fact that South Carolina is going to have some extra time to get ready for this game. And speaking of defense, the last reason that I bring up here relates to Ole Miss's defense. Because look, when we all think of the Rebels, we all think of Lane Kiffin and that high-powered offense that they possess. And we usually don't think about their defense. And it's not just because of how good the offense is. It's because the defense, quite frankly, it's never been all that consistent. As a matter of fact, Ole Miss, sure, they are bringing in a lot of portal players this offseason to try to change things. Princely, the edge rusher from Florida that almost everyone thought was going to the NFL, wound up jumping in the portal. He's now in Oxford. Also, Walter Nolan, former five-star defensive tackle that was with Texas A&M and I believe was the number one portal prospect in this offseason's cycle. He is now with the Rebels. Add in some other guys in the defensive backfield, and it seems like that they're trying to turn things around on that side of the ball. But they still haven't shown consistency in terms of being able to win this team a football game when the offense does struggle. And the 2023 team rankings show this. Ole Miss ranked 41st in scoring defense, which doesn't sound all that bad. But the Rebels also ranked 70th in yards allowed and 82nd in first downs allowed. Essentially, this was a glorified bend-but-don't-break defense. And sure, more often than not, they got the job done. And when your offense is good enough every single Saturday... It's not going to bite you more often than not. But if your offense has a game where maybe Jackson Dart turns over the ball a couple times, or the opposing defense just makes it difficult for them to drive down the field in general, and you maybe have to stop your opponent on some short fields, that's where the Rebels can get into some trouble. You combine that with the fact that this is a home game for South Carolina, and as I've said now a couple times, they're going to have two weeks to get ready for this game, I think that they can absolutely steal this game against Ole Miss, even though I know plenty of people outside of Columbia will probably project that South Carolina loses this game by a couple of scores when it comes around. Now, the last game I want to bring up here is South Carolina's matchup against the Missouri Tigers in Week 11 on November the 16th. Now, Unlike the other couple of games, this game is not taking place in the first five, six weeks of the season. This is going to take place at the very tail end of the season in mid-November. So South Carolina is not going to have some sort of advantage in that regard. But they still do have a dynamic advantage when it comes to how this game or where this game falls on the schedule. Here's what I mean by that. The Gamecocks play the Vanderbilt Commodores on the road the week before this game takes place. 
I almost call that a glorified bye week. At least it's as close to a bye week as you can get in the SEC. Who does Missouri play? Missouri plays an old rival from the Big 12 days that they had in the Oklahoma Sooners. One of their biggest rivals in football, especially. Their biggest one obviously being Kansas, but Oklahoma, they're right there with them. So, that leads me into my next point. South Carolina, when this game comes up on the schedule, is more than likely going to hold the upper hand from an emotional standpoint. When we're talking about college athletes, obviously we have to take emotional psyches into account to a much higher degree than we would if we were talking about professional league games. Now, South Carolina, they'll be coming off what will likely be a convincing win over Vanderbilt. I mean, they haven't lost to him since... I want to say 2008, and unless something drastic changes this season or when that game rolls around, I believe that they will extend their winning streak against the Commodores. So South Carolina is going to have some confidence coming into this game, and you know that the Gamecocks are going to be motivated and fired up to end this losing streak. At some point, this team is just going to put their foot down and say, you know what, enough is enough. We are tired of hearing about all the losses that we have had to that football team in the Missouri Tigers, who you give credit to, they have done well under Eli Drinkwitz, especially last year, and they haven't exactly been bad, so I guess that's a good thing too. But Missouri, whether they win or lose against the Sooners the week before they play the Gamecocks, they're going to likely be emotionally spent one way or another. They'll be crashing back down to earth from a massive emotional high, or they will have expended everything that they have to try to win that game and lose to the Sooners, and then they're just going to have very little gas left in the tank, in my opinion, from an emotional standpoint, when they get to this matchup. And then again, you throw in the fact it is in Columbia, and you never know, it could be a night game, depending on sort of what else is going on in the league at that point in time. So this could be a great opportunity for South Carolina to finally, finally win the Mayor's Cup back once again and get rid of the entire narrative that Eli Drinkwitz just basically owns Shane Beamer and the South Carolina Gamecocks, which unfortunately for South Carolina, that is the narrative right now. And until you beat them, it's not going to change. So they have a great opportunity, in my opinion, to change all of that when this game rolls around this time in the 2024 season. Now, we're going to stick with football to end today's show, but we're going to move away from the schedule and talk about the vacant coaching position, once again, with the wide receiver position group that South Carolina has. And we're going to talk about a couple guys who could make sense for the opening. We'll talk about the three candidates that I have listed in just a couple moments right here on Locked On Gamecocks. Today's show is brought to you by Game Time. Game Time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. Obviously, being in the state of South Carolina, I know a lot of Gamecock fans love their country music, and there's going to be a country artist that will be in town and performing at the Colonial Life Arena on Friday night. That country music star is Parker McCollum, who just released his second album, Never Enough, 
in 2023. He has been labeled one of the rising stars in the country music industry. The cheapest ticket you can find for this event is $51, and the best deal right now, according to Game Time, is set at $72. So, you want to check out some country music on Friday night? You can take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Just download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. Terms to apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDON for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Welcome back to today's edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your team every single day in just 30 minutes. South Carolina, once again, is looking for a wide receivers coach. Obviously, we dove all into what all went down with James Coley on the Monday show. If you haven't checked that out, Highly recommend you go do so after you finish watching today's show or listening to today's show, if you're on an audio podcast app, of course. But I figured that we talk about some potential options to fill the void on today's show. So I got three names jotted down here and all names that I think are quite realistic for the position. So let's start off with Joe Daly, who is currently an offensive analyst at Kansas. Now, you might be sitting there thinking, Andrew, I have never heard of this guy before in my entire life. And there would be a pretty good reason why, because this guy has no direct connection with anyone on this staff, at least as far as I could tell when looking at his coaching background. But Shane Beamer does know somebody who knows Joe Daly quite well, and that is current Nebraska head coach Matt Rule, who was at the Gamecocks high school football coaching clinic back in 2022 when he was the then head coach of the Carolina Panthers. And that same season in 2022, Joe Daly was the Panthers wide receivers coach. So Matt Rule knows Joe Daly and Shane Beamer, if he wants information on him, he wants to get sort of a little background, he can just contact Matt Rule and ask him what's up with Joe Daly. Joe Daly also has valuable experience as a coach in terms of his titles. He has worked as both a recruiting coordinator and also an offensive coordinator. So in that regard, I think he could help South Carolina on both fronts when it comes to recruiting and also being another voice in staff meetings offensively, helping out Dow Loggins and giving him some suggestions, some sort of different concepts that he has picked up over his coaching career. Another reason why I listed Joe Daly here is from looking at what he has done, he seems to be good at developing wideouts that have a smaller frame. Now, admittedly, the sample size that I have here is not great, but I think that it will be noteworthy for all of you. The first guy I want to bring up is Shai Smith. Obviously, a former Gamecock was basically South Carolina's best and really the only good wide receiver that they had in 2020, considering all the circumstances during that COVID season. 
Shai Smith, I don't believe he is with the Carolina Panthers anymore, unfortunately. But in the three years that he was there in Charlotte, his best season was in 2022 when Joe Daly was his wide receivers coach. Now, Joe Daly also, of course, has a ton of experience at the college level. And before he went to coach with the Carolina Panthers, he was with the Boston College Eagles. And when he was there, he coached up a kid by the name of Zay Flowers, who's now considered the best wide receiver on the Baltimore Ravens in the NFL. And he helped Zay Flowers make a massive jump in his sophomore season. He was there for his freshman and sophomore campaigns. And in his freshman year, Flowers recorded 22 receptions for 341 receiving yards and three touchdowns. The very next season, Flowers racked up 56 catches for 892 receiving yards and nine touchdowns. So, of course, not going to give all the credit to Joe Daly, but considering he was there for both seasons, I think it is fair to give him a decent amount of credit at the same time. Also, Joe Daly spent six seasons coaching with the Liberty Flames. Liberty, of course, is located in the state of Virginia. And so you have to imagine Joe Daly built up a lot of experience recruiting a lot of high schools in that state. In South Carolina, one of the biggest priorities as far as the recruiting blueprint or footprint, I should say, is concerned is the DMV area, which includes the state of Virginia. So, in terms of recruiting, his experience, both at the college and pro level, and his proven development with certain guys, I think Joe Daly would be a good hire for South Carolina. Now, not the only name I have listed here. Next guy is Perry Parks, the current wide receivers coach at Coastal Carolina. Now, Parks, he's got a lot more experience in the Palmetto State. He spent nine seasons as a high school head coach in South Carolina before he went to the college level. He spent three years with Lakewood High School over in Sumter and six seasons with Ridgeview over in the Columbia area. Now, when he went to Charlotte, he coached All-Conference USA selection Grant DuBose, who was an honorable mention in 2021 and a second-team All-Conference USA selection 2022. Elijah Spencer, another wideout that Perry Parks coached, was the Conference USA Freshman of the Year in 2021. So, Perry Parks did a great job with the guys that he had when he was with the 49ers, and then this past year, he went back to his alma mater in Coastal Carolina and coached all Sunbelt selections, Sam Peakney, who was a second-team all-Sunbelt selection, and Jared Brown, now a Gamecock, who was an honorable mention all Sun Belt selection in 2023. So, Perry Parks, he is basically your South Carolina-based candidate here. Got a lot of roots here in the Palmetto State, has played at a school in South Carolina, has coached in the state of South Carolina, and yes, he has never coached at the Power 5 level, but I think that this is a rare exception where you can look at a guy with his resume and say, I think he would do fine at South Carolina. Now, the last guy I want to bring up real quickly, Aaron Moorhead. He is the current wide receivers coach with the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFL. Now, the connection here, he has coached alongside Shane Beamer at Virginia Tech. That was in 2013 and 2014. So Shane Beamer and Aaron Moorhead, they would know each other quite well from that time frame. Also, Aaron Moorhead 
has actually coached in the SEC, unlike these other two guys. He coached at Texas A&M and then coached at Vanderbilt before he eventually landed the job with the Eagles that he has right now. So that means that he's got recruiting ties all across South Carolina's footprint. The state of Tennessee, a little bit of the state of Texas and some surrounding states there, and also the state of Virginia because he coached at Virginia Tech with Shane Beamer. So if Shane Beamer wants to go with a guy that has connections to him and also somebody that I think would be a great hire from a perception standpoint, considering the fact that he coaches in the NFL right now, he probably would want to go after Aaron Moorhead. So I think that all three of these guys are realistic options. It does not mean that one of these guys will be the higher at the end of the day, but I think they all bring something different to the table that could benefit South Carolina's football program and the wide receiver position group a great deal. So with that being said, that's going to do it for today's edition of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast. I hope that y'all thoroughly enjoyed today's show as always. Which games do you think South Carolina could quote-unquote steal in the 2024 season? Games that maybe they can win that most people won't expect them to win. And lastly, who would be your choice to be South Carolina's new wide receivers coach? Is it any of the three guys that I named on today's show or maybe someone else that I did not list? Let me know your thoughts down below in the comments section if you watch today's show on YouTube or you can shoot me a direct message on X at A-Line underscore SC if you listen to today's show on an audio podcast app. But as always, thank y'all so much for tuning in. Have a great rest of your Tuesday and I'll be sure to catch y'all on the next show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. tournament is almost here and listening to locked on college basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket so don't wait find locked on college basketball on youtube or wherever you get your podcasts part of the locked on podcast network your team every day